Hello and welcome to the Behind the Scenes Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Guy Cocker. Welcome to the show that pulls back the curtain of the tech industry, talks to its movers and shakers, and brings you a weekly fix of news, gossip, and anything else we can fit into the show. My guest on this show is someone I'm very proud to introduce to you guys. He's one of the best consumer tech journalists in the business. He started his career on GSM Arena, moved to Recombu and Trusted Reviews, and is currently the consumer tech editor at IDG across Tech Advisor and Macworld. His name is Alex Todd, also known as Toddy. Toddy, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you for having me along. So for, for people that don't know about you or the, or the titles, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're interested in in tech, and also a bit of tech, about Tech Advisor and Macworld. Um, sure, yeah. Well, if you know anything about the my history and what you just ran off, mobile is definitely my, my bread and butter and where sure. I kind of came in. I was already a phone geek uh, before I was in the industry. I was actually, GSM Arena was the site I was on all the time just to see what was coming, all the hot specs, because I was just a, a spec nerd, a number nerd. It's a really good site. It's a really good site for if you want to get really into my yeah. houses. Yeah, and I know like everyone from like other journalists to like even like your phone shops where you're looking to try out oh, phones, yeah. they refer to it. It's a good reference material, but for they sure. also have like a great journalistic um, angle as well. Um, and yeah, one day I was, I was still at university at the time. Mm. They just threw out a... Uh, looking for a London writer. I was bearing in mind, I was studying at Bournemouth, which is about two and a half, three hours away. Sure. But I was like, I'm sure if they need me to go into London for something, I can find out a way to get in there. So your plan was to stay stay in Bournemouth? But yeah, like, finish my degree. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, the opportunity, I, I couldn't let it pass pass by. For and sure. um, yeah, my, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, she was the one who was like, you should, you should give it a go, you know, throw it out there. I'd mm. actually done a, a podcast, of all things, with my roommate at the time for, in gaming. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm sure you can still find on iTunes somewhere. There's like 13 episodes of this uh, gaming show called The Meat Grinder. Nice. If you look for it. Good name. Um, yeah, it's probably like, I think when Black Ops first came out, <laughs> yeah, I think it was course. probably one of the first episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Is that so, why it's called The Meat Grinder? Is that uh, it? it was, it was, we'd listened to um, the epic Battle Axe podcast, which yeah. is another one, and that kind of like violent metal. Um, aesthetic we appeal to us so we thought right. we'd make our own little British equivalent um, but yeah the, the, the opportunity seemed too, too too big to pass by for sure despite I was still studying and uh, yeah I interviewed with them uh, actually over Skype because they are based in Bulgaria oh wow um, which yeah. not a lot of people know and uh, yeah they, they loved my stuff they gave me some tests that all went really well I liked um, the vibe I got from them and that was kind of my first kind of step into the industry which was yeah pretty lucky I felt because it was such a well known brand yeah. out the gate oh yeah yeah um, and yeah, I was able to work for them. I think one of the first big trade shows I did was Nokia World 2011 at, mm. at the uh, the Excel in London. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really enjoyed working for them for just over a year. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved to Rokombu because uh, at that time I'd been working from home. And I wanted to then work in an office environment, sure. get into the, into the city and work in London full time, which sure. is where Rokombu came in. That's right. And uh, if you've seen me before, that might be because I've done a heck of a lot of videos for them. You have, yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of writing, but yeah, videos was where, that's where I really started doing video. That's right. In a big way. And I was there for about six and a half years. That's right. In an office just around the corner from the BBC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally around the corner. Mm. Yeah, the stones throw away. Um, that was really good because the location was so central. Like yeah, yeah. that was when I really started going to an event, meeting and greeting. Probably where I first met you actually, yeah. guys. I think at a Sony event once under a bridge in central oh. London, which is pretty fun. Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't press me on which phone. Or... No, no, I think it was... Was there it a, was... Ball put, a ball put? Yes. yes. Yeah, good I memory. My word, yeah. I remember, because there was a slow motion, I think, as... It's on every phone and camera now, but now, I think it was like new the at the time, and then and so they were filming people jumping into exactly a ball pool. I want to say I'm going to get this wrong, but I want to say maybe Jamila Jamil was DJing or something. Really, I don't I remember that much about it in but... her pre uh, Good Place kind of. <laughs> sure, days. I think that, that I'm probably conflating two different events there, but it's like. It was a it was a big event. I remember. Oh, good memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was Recombi was a good one um, because it was a small publication, but it, it had recognition, mm. um, and it was decidedly British as well, which I think was good for for the British tech voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of the few independents that was kind of notable for sure. Um, it was really ahead of uh, Recombu. It was really ahead of the curve with sort of comparison as well. It yeah, was like, that was. It was you know for those who don't know, the name is Read, Compare, Buy. It's a portmanteau. Um, most people didn't never knew I didn't that. Know never that. got that. Yeah, no one ever got that. It was a bad name in that regard, I guess. But I knew it. 
Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a great place to work, and it, it's had a lot of journalists who you probably know um, who've worked through there. Yeah. Um, at the time, like uh, Basil Cromfley, who yeah, I'm sure you know, big in the mobile game. Yeah. yeah um, Andy Lim, who formerly of CNET, was one of the guys who who helped set it up. I um, worked I worked with him on CNET. Of yeah, course, and yeah. he probably worked with Rory. Rory Reed Reed. at CNET, yeah, yeah. obviously now Top Gear and now Auto Trader. But yeah, yeah. he he was editor in chief for a while. So yeah, That's it's right. had a lot of of known writers and and journalists go through there. That's um, right. So yeah, it was a really good place to kind of cut your teeth in and get real kind of in there with the industry. So how did you how did you find it moving from? So you were stu- you were studying in Bournemouth, studying in Bournemouth, and then uh, I finished my degree and I was still working for GSM Marina. So I moved back to my family home, which mm-hmm. is out in Surrey, just south of London, um, and that was fine for a bit. But you know, you want to when you are of that age, you just come out of university, you've kind of had a bit of independence. So moving back home with the parents, as nice as it is to get sure. your washing done sure, sure. on a regular basis, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, you want something a little bit more uh, independent. So yeah, the, the the job was part of that as well as me moving into town and getting a flat of my own and yeah. sharing with housemates and all that good stuff. Recombi was also that kind of transition in my my work life. Because I've always been, I, I've been, I've worked on, on sites like CNET, but I've always been sort of on those broad tech publications. Sure. And so... We, we'll cover this story in a second. We've already done, we, so at time recording, we've already recorded Alex's podcast. We've talked about this latest Apple news. And so even I get a bit confused by, so what a what a chipset are we on on the, on the latest iPhone? They're not making it easy for they us. They're not making it fair. easy. It's not, there are, there are harder jobs, but it's it, it's not easy to remember some of this stuff. But a site like GSM Marina, whenever I go on a trip with them, they're always the ones that are asking the really in-depth yeah. questions. Like... I remember being, I think, on a, a trip to Korea with LG, and they were asking such incredibly in-depth questions. Well, I, I was like, I was like, whoa! Like even I don't, I have no idea. I can't take credit to be part of that angle right. of the site. I think I was, I was much more. I mean, I was there. My my official title was UK editor right. at the time, and it was really just to have a person on the ground mm. here to attend because so many launch events do happen yeah, yeah. here. So I focused more on the news and sure. stuff. Um, I was also again to tighten this video thing. It was the first time they had voice on video because yeah. they didn't at the time they didn't want to put their own accented bulgarian voices on video despite sure. the fact that english is probably better than mine right right <laughs> from a technical standpoint, yeah exactly yeah absolutely right, right, yeah right. i uh so they, they they were happy to let me lend my voice to some of their earliest videos yeah, um, yeah. and now if you look at their youtube channel a they're all on camera and mm. they make some fantastic content yeah, yeah. so yeah it's really yeah. nice to see how that's grown for them so amazing to, to get out of the gate and, and become a uk editor for such a respect i think it's it like, a lucky start <laughs> but i love it obviously down <laughs> to hard work and talent and everything but yeah i mean right place right time i guess yeah it? for yeah. sure and like I guess it's a lesson in, you know, if, if the opportunity comes up, don't hesitate, jump on those opportunities because mm. you never know when they're going to come around again. So so you've been IDG six months or a year? Yeah, yeah. I joined in September. I've just passed my six-month probation. They still like me. Yeah, right, yeah. Right stuff. Yeah, That's they want to keep me on, which is always good. Important master. Yeah. So uh, what's it like working across a couple of different titles? So you, so you work across Tech Advisor and Macworld. And mm. So, I mean, my experience has, has been usually on one title. Do you have to, like, ha- have a different head-on for, like, writing about stuff for Matt world or how's that work the voice is um generally speaking fairly consistent across mm. both i guess the, the main difference is obviously mac world uh you're going there because you already have an interest in apple mm. um it's not so much for instance with reviews whether you um should or shouldn't buy product x or y it's more about what are the main focuses like mm. so y- you're not you don't have to be quite as um it, it, yeah, it's it's definitely a different voice uh, yeah. to Tech Radar, a uh, Tech Radar, excuse me, oh, tech, tech Advisor. Advisor. Sure, Tech Radar is great too. Check them out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good guys there as well. But yeah, Tech Advisor is yeah. Um, tech Advisor is a lot more generalist. We've only recently brought in um, going kind of more more hardcore on Apple content. Yeah, we wanted to kind of keep them separate. Sure. So that's been a big shift as well. Um, trying to find ways to differentiate the same content across two publications. Um, and part of that is that we have dedicated Macworld writers yeah. who, you know, we can entrust them to do some really in-depth stuff sure. and we can cover more surface stuff on Macworld whilst we focus on, on tech advisor stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a juggling app, but not mm. too scary. I did you does, does a, from a sort of industry perspective, having myself worked in publishing for it, sure. they do a phenomenal job of getting their content across loads of different platforms. So loads. the website, magazine, including stuff on um, Readly now, which is kind of bespoke for, for Before that I joined, I had no idea just the scope of the yeah, company and they have crazy. a huge B2B side as well. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have fingers in a lot of pies. That's right. It's, it's cool to be a part of a company that has like international offices sure. and all that kind of stuff. The opportunities there, I think, again, are, are going to be appealing to me. Sure. And what are you into right now? Obviously, it's a, it's a strange time 
in general for, for a lot of people, but in tech, there are events that are getting cancelled mm. by the day. There's, you know, there's, uh, I think products are still being launched. We're going to talk about this Apple thing that's literally just come in about 30 minutes ago, the <laughs> yeah. new products. So there's still stuff being released, but stores are being shut down. What, yeah. what, what, how are you finding it? But do you think that the tech industry is, how's it reacting? Is it, are you being affected personally? Obviously, you're working from home because we're in your house right now. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the personal effect is really just working from home, which as journalism as journalism goes, is not too traumatic. Sure. Um, the main thing that we're missing out on is being able to do video in the same way. So yeah. the, the fast charge, the, the weekly tech show that we record, which is kind of a video podcast similar to this, um, you, you will see in this week's episode, if you tune in on our YouTube channel, um, that, yeah, we are all from home doing it via Google Hangout. So it's it's minor changes here and there. I don't think that's... We have it quite lucky, quite easy, I think, versus some people. Um in terms of industry stuff, yeah, pretty much every event that was meant to be in person and live, be it a pre-brief or an actual launch, has now mm. become an online-only stream. That's right. Which is not surprising. Um, we were at one on, on Friday, I think it was. Wasn't yeah. It? I think yeah. And, uh, Thursday or Friday last week, so, so about a week ago. And it felt very much like that was the last one. I walked like, in to shake people's hand and people mm. immediately hesitated. And I, I kind of didn't put two or two together. And when I left, it was all touching elbows. elbows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even those little things, like, it does definitely have an impact. Yeah. Um, in terms of product launching, I don't think it's going to slow down any of the big players. Uh, this more came out of MWC, but mm. I felt sorry for the slightly smaller companies who'd invested money in oh, yeah. venues or marketing and obviously have to scrap it because they don't necessarily have the wiggle room that the big companies do to deal with a blow like that. For sure. Yeah. That's what I'm most worried about is those those kind of more innovative small companies trying to build stuff right now in this market and, and yeah. how that affects everyone. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there was, there was a fund that was set up post uh, Game Developers Conference, which I think was supposed to be in February, which was cancelled. Right. Early March, and there was a fund for for smaller developers that had invested probably a significant portion of their marketing budget to be there, give a talk, or to sure. um, uh, to, to listen to what other members of the industry were saying. So it's um, it's a difficult time right now. But but for the most part, it's the mo- you, you specialize, like you say, mobiles. It's still coming through. There's we're expecting some. You've had some previous, and you've, you're expecting some Nokia stuff tomorrow. There's still things that are being launched things are still happening yeah i think the rate will slow though and um you know in the news side as well we were finding like it's there's less news going on there's less there's less activity just across the board so mm. it's definitely having an effect um what won't be affected is people are still going to buy product i think like mm. especially with phones i think that people are still going to want to it, now more than ever perhaps with you know if you've got a two-year-old phone and you're stuck at home and you want to play some games and you don't have an xbox or whatever Maybe you want to upgrade your phone and get something a bit beefier just in your pocket. So you that's can take right. It around the house with yeah, you. that's right. And and there's a number of things that are happening at the moment. We're not going to cover it in the news. So we'll talk about it here. But there's sure. um, there's things like Sky are offering. I think I forget what this is, but they're they're, they're actually as the mobile providers are offering the ability to use the NHS website for right. obviously we record here in the UK to access it without using your data allowance. And there's there's things there's kind of support things that are happening. Apparently, some of the um, uh, broadband networks are being impacted by the number of people that are working I from home. I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's, there's the sort of support structures that are being put in place for this yeah. unprecedented time of need. Um, we'll talk to Alex more shortly, but before we get into the show, remember you can drop me an email at guy at guycocker.com. Please let me know what you think of the show as well as who you'd like to see on upcoming episodes. Um, as I was talking to just ahead of the show with Alex, the feeds are all sorted now. So sh- I should be able to be found wherever. I'm like everywhere now. So if you're on iTunes or Google Podcasts, or Spotify or I publish my podcast through uh, through Anchor you should be able to find the show and please if you do listen to it and you've enjoyed it do remember to rate it or leave a review I use Apple Podcasts it really helps people find the show and uh, thank you very much in advance Okay, uh, time for this week's news. I've picked out some of the biggest and most interesting news stories. Uh, there's things that are developing as we uh, as we're recording. I've just recorded, as as Alex was saying, um, uh, the podcast that they that those guys do. You didn't actually mention the YouTube channel, so I wanted to just get that plug in there. It, it is guys. if you just search Tech Advisor on Tech YouTube, Advisor. you'll find it. But yes, that is um, both yeah all of our regular phone videos as well as the Fast Charge, our weekly mobile first. Um, tech show that we talk about we usually have two or three hosts on usually people from the office but guy you are our first um yeah external guest celebrity guest and honored. Was, it's it awesome. was it thank was you. very exciting to have you on so thank you for joining us no there. thank you and uh, and please do go and uh, like and follow and subscribe i'm doing some youtube videos myself now and i'm i'm, I'm 
basically channeling Chris Barrettloff, who we both know and I had on last week's podcast. Sure. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, <laughs> ding that bell, ding that bell, smash, <laughs> smash the like button. Gotta remember to drop that in as much as possible. And you need that Midlands charm as well. You do need a bit of charm, <laughs> which uh, Chris Barrettloff has in spades. So if you've not listened to that podcast from last week, please go and do that. So uh, first story, we can't really talk about it too much, but we're expecting some new Nokia phones to be coming through. We did touch on this last week. Um, basically, Nokia, their last phones. Bit of a, a bit of strange ones. Their, their their feature phones seem to be doing quite well at the sort of fifty to hundred pound mm. price tag. We expect maybe a new flagship to come through. Um, we don't we can't really say too much about it, but uh, there's there's probably some new flagships coming uh, around the time that you're going to be listening to this podcast. So watch out for that. Um, I mean, what, how do you feel about Nokia in general? Do you do, like they've got this James Bond appearance whenever that film's announced? I mean, released, uh, even? It, it kind of reminded me of uh, not not that long ago, but back before I think before the Windows Phone times, maybe the, during yeah. the Windows Phone times, Nokia was actually pretty prolific at getting its phones into media like That's like, right. like cinema and stuff. That's right. So this is kind of a return to form in that regard. Mm. And I think, obviously, the new James Bond movie is a big get. It's a bit of a shame mm. that the movie's now been delayed till November, I believe it is. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with that in general. But yes, it has, in theory, been yeah. delayed. Yeah. So I wonder whether if, if what they are um, pushing in the Bond marketing is the device that they're launching now, is that device going to be replaced by the time the movie comes out? Yeah, and yeah. is that going to kind of mess with their, their whole brand strategy? Absolutely. It'd be interesting to see how that actually pans out but yeah I think it's uh, it's cool that they're, they're back in the, the advertising game in that regard yeah. um, uh, and Sony went pretty hard in the Bond movies when Daniel Craig joined obviously because of the, the tie in there but, yeah because um, they were distributing the first I think it was what was the first one Casino Royale yeah. was kind of an obnoxious um, level of a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah just every the laptop that he was using and the Ford phone Mondeo, and they had the first Ford Fusion sorry it was the, the Fusion that became the Mondeo they had like the prototype in the movie and then he, right. he gambles it for the uh, the Aston. That's right. It's such a big part of it, and it's partly why that film series maybe grates on me a little bit. Obviously, yeah. Skyfall is an amazing film, but yeah. it it's just the level. That, that's how they make their money from that film is obviously ticket sales. But yeah. it's such a pro, like any time a Bond film comes out, you read a magazine. It's like Bond, and what what watch is he wearing? What phone, what car is he driving? What phone is he using? But it's those moments do part. kind of cheapen it a little bit. I think so. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a bit. I think so. so. Um, it, it's really down to I guess how how much control Nokia has over mm. the in movie placement of any of its products. Yeah. As well as like how any external marketing happens. You realise obviously there's bigger things happening right now, but you realise during these times like how how everything is like I don't want to get too deep, but how society <laughs> in general is so sort of delicately balanced if you're doing anything and there's a you know, something there's a um, Something goes, gets into the machine that, that affects it. Everything yeah. gets out of whack. So, like you say, they've in theory got their new phone in this film, but it's if it's it won't be that memory, new. it won't be that new, and <laughs> yeah. it's kind of is. So that will then mean, in theory, because of the the delicate nature of these things, they probably have to do reshoots, or they're holding a different. I phone do wonder. That like, was one of my first thoughts was, yeah, whether they're going to have to do any extra extra filming just to kind of keep it feeling fresh by the time the movie rolls around. Well, the, well, the conspiracy theory on this whole thing is that actually they were they were worried about the uh, test screenings and also the sort of low awareness of the new Bond film and the fact that the Billie Eilish uh, song hadn't really landed with, yeah. the young, with the younger audience. Obviously, Billie Eilish, incredible artist, she's got this, the theme song and it didn't really sort of make the impact that they wanted. So, they, so there was a sort of conspiracy theory around, well, this is actually quite good for them. They wanted to push it back so they could do some maybe some reshoots and, and, and sort of address some of the feedback that they had on the film but um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's an interesting one so we've got some Nokia stuff coming through one of the things that just happened while we've uh, while we've been setting up and recording some new Apple products not not incredibly exciting as you'll both see if you're watching the live stream and you can um, you can watch this each week uh, on my YouTube channel which is youtube.com slash Guy Cocker ding that like button um, that you will you will see that there's uh, some new Apple products so there's it's a uh, new MacBook and a new iPad Pro yeah. not particularly exciting so I don't want to spend too much time on it but uh, we're both using Apple products I've got the Apple laptop I just bought um, a MacBook Pro in September so I'm sort of interested in the MacBook Air which mm. is an interesting proposition in general what have you got you got a Pro so th this is a, an Air this is a 2015 Air oh wow okay but still I, hanging on there it, it is what I think has instilled a lot of faith in, in Apple's uh, laptops I really really like yeah they, I've used Airs for a while now and yeah this is really solid so the fact they brought out a new one to me is pretty exciting it is just a refresh but yeah. I think it's a pretty decent refresh um, with uh, 10th gen chips yeah all that kind of stuff um, yeah nothing, nothing mind blowing I think the keyboard is the new 
slightly, I mean, they're, they're forever kind of trying to fix their keyboard, I feel like, since they went to that really, really narrow butterfly key design. Again, I, what I remember is sort of being put off buying a Pro because of the problems that they were having with yeah. it. And then they addressed it. I, I personally really like the, the whatever mechanism, the scissor mechanism that they're using. Mm. I, I like it for typing on, but sure. I, but it does have this sort of uh, air of or the the keyboards aren't that good, but I think it's fixed now. I think it's solved, yeah, for, right. at least for the most part. Um, you still get a lot of hardcore people in Mac world who are like, no, nah, we prefer the old keyboards. Yeah. But this has got the latest one. It's got a slightly bigger trackpad. But I think, like you say, that the headline is it's £999 for the basic model. It's got 256 gig of storage, which is probably enough for most people. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a cheaper starting price, I think, than the previous Air was. Yeah, that's. I think it's £100 less. Yeah, which is always good when Apple products get cheaper. So. Yeah, and I think, actually, this is a slightly cheeky admission but I always um, I always wait for, I, I try and find someone that I know usually through a friend of a friend who's a student who I can like buy oh, through always. Yeah. if you can you should if you can you should <laughs> uh, so I, I, I actually you know bought it in September this one with the student discount got some Beats headphones not which I'm using at the moment but it's a rare product in the Apple world where I think it is it's 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 a it's not. I'm not gonna say it's good value, but it's 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 not too expensive. It's not ridiculously expensive. I think I think for the power it delivers, it's an impressive piece of kit. And yeah. I would say if it's as reliable as this one, then yeah, it's that, definitely worth like for the money. I think you're actually getting an extremely good value laptop because I I can't ever think of Windows laptops that would last me five plus years for sure in I, the way that I think this. This MacBook has, at least. Have you used any of the competitive... I, I personally, as a gamer, I really like the Razer ones. I, you know, I really like the, the idea of having something that I can actually play games on. Yeah. But I time and again keep coming back to the Mac just because it is that sort of uh, creative workstation that I need. So for you, have you used the Huawei MateBook or anything like that? Uh, I think the MateBooks are probably the closest kind of foil to the MacBook mm. line. And I think they are all great pieces of kit. Everyone I know who's reviewed or tested or used them, and I, I play with them at the very least myself, Loves them. Mm. Um, uh, my personal Windows machine is a gaming laptop. It's got a 1070, so it's from like last year. Oh, yeah, before, sure. It's a Gigabyte Aero 15. But um, still good enough to run for sure. I can, games. I can on. VR on it. That's yeah. that's really all oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. use it for, that and, and a few other bits and bobs. So, yeah. Um, so I, do, you, do you actually play? You, you, you've got an Oculus or a HTC? Or? <laughs> I've got a, an old review sample Windows Mixed Reality oh, headset, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which it's, is usable um, whenever I have the opportunity to borrow from our, the office kind of store, mm. um, the Rift or, or the Quest yeah. or anything, then I do because um, I think they are the better headsets sure. um, we've actually just got the, the Vive Cosmos in I think we're oh, having that right now yeah oh, so nice, nice. we're going to be looking at that real soon which I'm interested in as well yeah I mean the um, the big one is is the I think it's at the end of the month uh, Half-Life Alex, which is coming out so excited for that which I I, I mean I've, I actually when I, I moved house about a year ago yeah. moved into my own place had a big living room I actually bought, I think, that on that Black Friday, an Oculus headset, but I just never ended up really using it, so, really? I, so I got rid of it. But I think this is the one thing to get me back into it again. Would you get the Index, though? I think the Index is just too... It's too... Like, was it 900 pounds? Yeah, it's like 999 pounds or something for, like, the whole shebang. I mean, or, I, I, or maybe even not even the whole kit. I'm not sure. I think Valve, I think Valve is just... They, they are like the Nintendo of... You know, when, they re when Nintendo releases a Zelda game, you've got to be there for that. Or yeah. for me, a Mario game. I think with Valve, anything that they do, I'm interested in and in theory ready to drop money on. I would love the index, but I just yeah. can't afford that that kind of it's gear. Just, it's too much, but I, on the flip side, it's been a while. I know Valve have released games in the interim, and they've done obviously a lot of work on Steam, but it feels to me like Valve has become a different company and is, sure. is maybe a long way from its glory days in when it was doing... I know it, it's done Dota and that sort of stuff, but it, that Half-Life was a long time ago now. I'm, I trust in them that, that, that Half-Life Alex will be amazing, Yeah. But, dropping 900 pounds on it before it's come out when if the reviews are like this is the best game ever then i'm closer to buying a, a, a htc index but sure i think it's probably unlikely i think yeah. 300 quid um if they if they got it on quest i'd be well up for that yeah um agreed so i've lost where we were here we've gone off off topic so, so we were talking about so we're talking about, we talked about the new products. macbook yeah. there's also some new ipads it's yeah. it's a new pro refresh yeah um the main takeaways from when we looked at it earlier mm. um two sizes like i said the, it now adopts the iPhone 11 style kind of square camera module. Yeah. yeah. And it has a secondary ultra wide. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting for a tablet. I'm not the biggest fan of watching people take photos on tablets. I just, yeah, never, I hate it <laughs> so much. <laughs> but I think the real um, idea for Apple is that they want to push the AR experiences. Right. And that's why it also has this additional uh, LiDAR system. Yeah. 
which is an interesting. I don't think I've reviewed any consumer products with lidar built in, sure. so that is interesting. Do you, have you seen? I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but do you, have you seen any really interesting AR experience? Is there anything that stands out as like, oh, this is something you should definitely try? Uh, I haven't played it, but the concept of Minecraft Earth appealed, yeah, sure. and it was first showcased to me on stage at an Apple keynote. Yeah. So I think that would probably be one of the best ways to play something like Minecraft Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, beyond that, no, the only other time I ever find myself really using AR right now is when Apple releases a product and then you can preview it in AR. Yeah. Like the, when the Mac Pro, the new Mac, cheese grater cheese Mac grater, Pro yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. And just to be able to put it in front of you and look around it. So I think Apple's probably doing the most for AR in the consumer space right now. And this is kind of continuing that trend. Oh yeah. I've no doubt that, that AR is, 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 has more of a future and more of a, a sort of bigger mainstream future than virtual reality. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's still, it's that thing where I, I occasionally play around with it in the Ikea app and the same as you use it on the Apple website, yeah. but it's But maybe this is Apple's there. like Apple TV equivalent. Like they yeah. were in the game so, so early sure. and no one else is really like looking at them going, why are you bothering? Sure. And then, you know, come the time that it really takes off, they're like, well, we've, we've been in this game longer than any of you. So yeah, for sure. It, maybe it's that play. So other than that, it's not really that exciting, the iPad Pro. That said, it is a, it's a very nice bit of kit yeah you noticed about the processors mm -hmm. the processors are not yeah so the, it's an a12z rather than a12x new processor but it's the current gen on, on mobile at least on the um iphone 11 pros is a13 yeah, yeah so, 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 so it's first time i think apple's done that and they've not yeah. kept it in step i'm not yeah. sure why i would hope that you would get a, like the best processor on yeah, yeah. there's no specs in the press release it might it may well keep pace with a13 but the fact that it's called a12 suggests that it's not quite the cutting edge it's, yeah it's just uh, which is a shame um i'm sure it's still plenty powerful <laughs> i have no doubt it'll be a good machine for the right person um the the other apple related news and we'll, we'll try and steer clear of oh, there's so much news around things that are getting cancelled at the moment sure. the worldwide developers conference in june has been uh, cancelled or it's been moved into a an online format is this something that you pay attention to in general it's we we cover wwdc every every year yeah. um it's really kind of apple's opportunity to show off what's coming from from ios mac os and ipad os now i guess mm -hmm. um just to kind of bring us back to the ipads for a second yeah like they also double double down on the uh the um, kind of more laptop-like experiences that iPadOS is meant to be mm. about. And that's why one of the accessories is a new keyboard with that kind of proper key switches and um, a actual trackpad. It's the first accessory keyboard that we've seen from Apple with a trackpad for an iPad. Which that's is right. And how much are they? Oh, uh, uh, they're like, I think for the smaller one, it's like, high 200 and then for the bigger one it's 300 and something it's yes yeah, I, I think i think it's 299 and 349 there we go yeah so it's so basically what you're looking at if you want to get the ipad pro with the official keyboard as nice as it looks you're going to pay more than an, uh, a macbook air which is to me it's a simple decision i know some people really like the creativity and you've obviously got the touchscreen of the ipad pro but yes yeah. that unlike the macbook pro so unlike the macbook air is not a value proposition that's like a that you, you're splashing the cash there for yeah. a very specific purpose. You're flaunting. You're flaunting a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, with WWDC, I think that's what they're gonna they're gonna kind of double down. They're, they're gonna hope mm -hmm. people are gonna buy these machines and, and to kind of make them more appealing. I think they're gonna really double down on iPadOS's kind of productivity, talent, and yeah. toolset um, this this year. That's what they're gonna show off. I think at the show in a, in a big way. So yes, so that's um, so that's the Apple uh, Worldwide Developers Conference, which is gonna move to an online format. Another, we'll we'll do a sort of news in brief concerning things that are being affected at the moment sure. one is that um, online gaming is seeing a surge at the moment so online gaming people are obviously staying at home Steam had its most uh, most concurrent users ever yeah you were saying 20 million on Sunday uh, so probably, that's probably going to go up as we uh, as we kind of go through this uh, this experience so um, obviously people are being kept indoors have you been gaming more recently um, I, I'm, I'm still kind of feeling out Stadia I bought Stadia oh, wow, on, okay. on uh, I got the the founder's Founders edition, edition yeah. I was I was really hyped for the concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, unlike, you know, journalist colleagues who got the reviews, I was actually willing to put actual money down, which oh, wow. is not common. So it's £120 for the console? Uh, yeah, it was £119, yeah. and you got the the Chromecast Ultra that was like with the firmware to run it sure. off the Gefgo. That's the only way right now to play it. Well, was the only way to play it in 4K. 
60. Yeah. They've since added laptop support for that now as well. Okay, cool. Uh, came with an exclusive controller, color, yeah. which is night blue, which is fine. Cool. I prefer the white one. Cool. Um, and uh, three months of Stadia Pro, which sure. is the 4K, 60, 5.1 surround kind of package. And being a pro subscriber, you also get access to free games each month. Cool, but you still have to buy the headline, what like the your Borderlands three. Yeah. Stuff. So yeah. So quick kind of yeah, yeah. primer on Stadia is yeah, it is basically you're paying to access a cloud console. You're not. It's not Netflix. Sure. So you still have to buy the games on top, and sure. that is, I think, a challenge for a lot of people. Sure. Um, that's where other cloud services like GeForce Now are coming in. Uh, Shadow is an interesting one because it's a basically a cloud accessible gaming PC, so yeah. you can just download your existing game to that cloud PC and access it from anything. Uh, I've tried that too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing myself. I made a lot of Destiny Two on Stadia. Yeah, has yeah, been, yeah. Has been and uh, but. Some of the games, I think, uh, a new game that, that you mentioned earlier, an oh. interesting stat on, was uh, the new Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, so Warzone is, is obviously, it's timed incredibly well in terms, so of, lucky. Its, in terms of its launch. <laughs> in yeah. this it, horrible circumstance. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. It, they couldn't have really timed it better. So it's, um, yeah, it's hit 15 million um, uh, players as time of recording. I think it's been out... I remember playing it on Sunday. It feels to me like it's been out for about a week now. Yeah, not that long. So it's the fastest. It's the fastest. Uh, uh, it's the game that's the fastest to get there. That's not a mobile game, basically. Right. So 15 million players. Uh, pretty impressive. I mean, it's a free-to-play game. I played it on the weekend. Uh, I played it on PC against someone on PlayStation and Xbox. It's a great little game. I don't know how. How do you feel about Call of Duty in general? Um, I haven't played many Call of Duties of late. Mm. I loved the franchise back, like when Modern Warfare oh, Two gosh. first came out. Yeah, um, I've played, you know, a bit of Apex Legends, yeah. a bit of Fortnite. Not really a huge fan of those those big multiplayer games. I actually like okay. PUBG of the most. Oh, right, I think yeah. this is a more kind of approachable iteration of that, more than perhaps the more cartoony style games. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's coming a great time. It, it's interesting if there was no 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 pandemic happening right now mm. um i don't think it would have done particularly well because it feels pretty late to the party in terms yeah. of these big multiplayer shooters that's what i think yeah i think it's it's interesting because obviously there's still a huge market of people that are interested in a free-to-play core duty but it does in many ways feel a little bit late it feels you know many years on from PUBG, at yeah. least a few years on from fortnite but there's still interest there for it one of the things you mentioned i think which helps particularly right now is, is the the crossplay support is so yeah. good yeah i think being able to play with people across so many different platforms mm. not just you know pc to xbox or whatever i think that makes it a, particularly potent in the current space for sure for me it feels still feels like a cheat being able to play on pc against anyone on xbox that's surprising that they let that happen i didn't realize they would allow that you have to elect in to do that so you have to go into the settings and say yes so the console gamers know that they are up against some people with a mouse and keyboard that's right there's a slight disadvantage there but um maybe they just like the challenge they like the challenge (laughs) obviously if you're a really good xbox player i'm sure you can still take a pc player on but sure just that ability that sort of ability to twitch with the mouse and and yeah are you you playing on pc i'm playing on pc because i'm uh, you know, I have no morals. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite quite happy just uh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'd be right there with you. Console so. <laughs> news. Uh, there was a slight, there was a slight annoyance in as much as the the chat because you're working across Xbox and PlayStation. I was so frustrated. I was uh, I was playing with a couple of friends and I couldn't hear them for a while. So, sure. but uh, but other than that, it's it's a fun game. I'd say the 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 best part about it, at least in my limited experiences, it's it's you, the idea is you team up with two other friends and you, right, you're okay. in teams of three and that's. That seems to work pretty well. well maybe after the game. show, I'll, I'll download it and we can, we can get into a game. Well, it was the thing was if you don't own Modern Warfare, so the most recent Modern oh, Warfare, yeah. you've got to download a hundred. Depending on platform, it's between eighty and hundred gigabytes. And actually, Ooh. the I'm going to get the name of the organization wrong, but basically the switch in London through which all the traffic goes through. Right. Again, I had a huge peak around Sunday of people just downloading this, and it was you know massive <laughs> amounts of trading under the loads. Yeah, 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 I don't doubt it. So that was a frustration as well. It's it, for me. I seem to remember sort of the era of Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty when online gaming became a thing and playing like Rainbow Six Vegas games like that. You just pop the disc in and it was good. Nowadays, if you like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to play that Core Duty. Oh wait, I've got to download it. Right, I'll see you in two and a half hours. I guess like that is it just lacks that immediacy. As much so, as people like to rag on Stadia, that is one of those things that I do right. like about it. Is that's that it's right. just ready to go? Like yeah, yeah. yeah, I think with that, so I'm really if anyone's going to do it, Google's going to do it because they've got the infrastructure. Yeah, but I think for me personally in the cloud gaming space, Nvidia's proposition works for me because I've got so many games in Steam. So Nvidia, exactly. you pay I think small, so it's like five ninety nine a month. Yeah. Yeah, it's not and, much. And then you get access to your Steam library in the cloud. 
And then Xbox, I, I, I just did a, a little bit for Metro a newspaper this week and it, the question I got was, which platform would you go for right now, sure. PS5 or Xbox uh, Series X? Apparently, I, I keep forgetting because it changes every other day. Like Right now, Xbox Series X is slightly in the lead in terms of performance. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I think it's going to be pretty negligible. Unless you're... There's a website out there called Digital Foundry as part of uh, Eurogamer. Unless you're Digital Foundry and you're doing side-by-side comparisons yeah. and you're comparing load times and everything else, I just don't think real-world it really matters. The yeah. games... This is essentially next-gen consoles. They're PC hardware... They're going to be broadly the same. Doesn't matter. Like just buy whatever platform your friends are on, absolutely, and and also which exclusives you're into. That said, I would probably this generation. I would have gone PlayStation definitely. This next generation, I think Xbox Game Pass is so good in terms of it's got really good, right? Like in terms of the value, I would say probably go with Xbox next time. And at the same time, the services like GeForce Now, I'm a little bit worried about because obviously once it formally moved out of beta, a Mm. lot of publishers pulled their their games and that that huge effect. I think Activision Blizzard was like, yeah, we're not supporting. Like the the, the Mm. contracts they'd agreed upon were only for the course of the beta. Right. So it lost a huge swathe of the games. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that'll be interesting to see how that, whether they can redeem it and kind of bring those those games back onto the platform. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting time with that stuff. I, I think also Project X cloud i think will be the one that will once that launches properly and yeah. people can play halo on their mobile phone and so that, that's that's a really compelling it's going to be interesting to see how both playstation and xbox how they handle both the the cloud experience and mm. the console experience the hardware console experience i know i believe so we're recording this uh if you're watching it live on live stream you're obviously watching it live but um we're recording this on wednesday i believe there's a playstation 5 announcement today yeah uh, we'll see what that entails, whether there's going to be a release date and whatever else. But Sony does feel like it's slipping behind a bit in terms a little of its... Bit. And uh, I think the last generation, they, they had the lead. That might not be the case going into no, this next generation. they need to up it, up the game a little bit. Yeah. But obviously the PlayStation brand is still synonymous with gaming. So I'm sure they'll do very well. Um, next story, again, slightly related to what's, what's happening. So uh, Amazon's staff have been told to work overtime as uh, the virus yeah. spikes. So, so normally the only time that the the warehouse staff have to work uh, compulsory overtime is Prime Week and uh, Amazon and uh, Black Friday, both huge days in journalism now, which I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, where spend weekends in the office, absolutely trying to cover it. Huge yeah. monumental efforts. Everyone from the editorial team to the the search engine optimization team, everyone's just focused around this week of just finding the best deals. Huge, huge part of it, but actually, this is now the, the situation where stores are selling out. Have you been in any local supermarkets recently? Uh, yeah, the last weekend we had some friends over and we were cooking Sunday yeah. roast, and it was a bit stressful just doing the regular shop. Yeah, yeah. Not because there was anything we we like needed desperately sure. that wasn't there, but just to see the vibe of other people and and just to see how many empty shelves there was no rice, no pasta, no frozen vegetables. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's unnecessary for, yeah. for the situation. It's but. a whole other discussion. But I haven't been into a, <laughs> a supermarket since Friday, and actually on Friday it was pretty bad. Yeah, I was just trying to buy some lunch from from Lidl because I'm a classy guy, okay. and uh, it the I queues yeah, the queues the were one. just massive. Like I just walked out. It's just like I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I guess I'm not going to eat. Um, which is a shame, but it, basically Amazon staff are, uh, are being told that they have to work overtime. So the, there's not really a tech angle on this. It's more of a sort of retail and the way that we're buying products now, but it is the same things that are going out of stock in supermarkets and being ordered apparently through through Amazon. I'm a big Amazon uh, user. I've 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 had friends and people that are like they actively avoid it just really uh, for moral reasons around their sort of their you know their contribution to, to tax and all that sort of stuff. Sure. And also the, the working conditions in their warehouses. But it, it has become kind of the, the de facto standard of like if I need something urgently I'm just gonna get it sent to me yeah, the next day. I think I think uh, buyer habits have changed so so much in mm. the last few years and Amazon's been obviously probably one of the biggest proponents of that yeah um i don't know what it means for the workers in terms of uh do we know are they getting overtime are they getting extra pay like, they're getting pay but it's just the, the thing that's that's causing a problem with the union so the gmb union has said it's 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 concerning because it's putting demands on workers without really regard for their safety and i i found myself very guilty of this this week because i've i've been buying stuff from various things I, I need a lot of equipment so like we're podcasting at the sure. moment I'm ordering cables that I need from like China and I'm getting stuff from Amazon that I need urgently and I'm 
I've been guilty of not thinking about the repercussions, not only just for, for postal workers. I had something delivered the other day and the, the Royal Mail um, delivery person was saying, don't don't sign for it. I'll sign for it just because of the sort of the passing infection. Oh, right. I just haven't really been, it sort of just put a, shone a light on something that I hadn't really thought about, which is, you know, obviously people working behind the scenes to get these products to me. Yeah, and, I think about that, about all of the services that currently like just, especially the internet providers and stuff, yeah, yeah. they're going to have to need, like, need engineers and technicians for sure. working in offices to keep, you know, server rooms up and running and for all sure. that stuff. So yeah, sure. it's, I think people sometimes forget just how many people are still going to have to work mm. through this who can't self-isolate. Just yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, like I say, not really a tech story, but just something to bear in mind. And then final, um, final story is Bill Gates stepping down from the Microsoft board. So he's, he's actually stepped down from Microsoft and he's a, he's a member of the board on Warren Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway holding company. That's more to do with investments, but mm. um, he appears to be moving more towards his charitable foundation to, which is which is I think is one of the biggest in the world in it's terms huge of its, for its sure budget uh, which he runs with his wife Melinda but um, yeah he's stepping away I mean it's an interesting I presume you've sort of followed Microsoft I wouldn't have put a bet on Microsoft being in the situation it's in now one of the big news stories at the moment is Amazon versus Microsoft in terms of the cloud um, services that oh, it's providing to the American um, security agency sure. about that perhaps not being uh, not above board, but there was some, <laughs> there was some there was some concern that was favoritism was involved. But um, it's a huge contract, and Microsoft really under Satya Nadella has re- repositioned itself as a, a, an a enormous services, services company. He was all about services from day one, pretty much. Which in hindsight, is easy to see, oh yeah, that's definitely the way to, to do it. But it, obviously behind the scenes, a huge like shift away from, from hardware. They're still producing hardware, but certainly yeah. not, not as many mobile phones. <laughs> do you just have any thoughts on, on Microsoft as a, as a brand? Because you know, if, if I'm with a company, I remember working with a company and we shifted from Google Suite to Microsoft. And I was like, oh God, I've got to use, go back to using Office and Teams. Exchange and Teams and everything. <laughs> yeah. But again, that they're making big strides. And I don't know, I presume you use Google where you work. I or? use Google, yeah, uh, both yeah for work and personal stuff. But yeah, I know that Microsoft has been working really hard to build out on the, in the consumer space and the, mm. and the business space a, a suite of apps and services that everyone can use across yeah. so many different platforms. And yeah. I think they're doing a decent job there. Um, they're just not the the sexiest brand. They're not. And I think that is the big thing that they've kind of had to face up against. Um, that said, I think they are doing, yeah, making uh, amazing strides in, in, in the cloud game with their yeah. Azure platform and all of that stuff. Well, in enterprise, it doesn't really matter if you're sexy or not. It's just, are you doing a good, are you providing yeah. a good service? Are you good or not? Yeah. So oh, they've, leaned, sure. they've leaned into that, but they've certainly got, they've got an element of cool with, Maybe not in the consumer. I think Xbox is kind of cool, but maybe some sure. people disagree. You know? I think their, their social media is pretty good. Have you seen that they actually put a, a fridge for scale in a tweet the other day? I didn't know. Yeah, they put the Xbox Series X in a fridge for scale. So yeah, they've, <laughs> they've got a, a humorous kind of front face, which I think is, is smart, um, especially right now with, mm. with how glum everyone's feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a brand, it's a, it's a weird mix. I think they've... They've had to twist themselves pretty hard in the last few years to stay, not afloat, but stay relevant and stay yeah. in people's minds in yeah, a positive yeah. light. Um, I'm not surprised that there may be some some shadier aspects to them, but I can't imagine any big company doesn't have some of those shadier aspects. Really, well, yeah, back in the back in the day when it was when it was trying to get Windows onto every single PC ever made, yeah. there were some suggestions, there were some antitrust cases about them and their involvement with the with the likes of HP to get Windows on there and having like Microsoft um, Explorer on yeah, like every yeah, platform, yeah. every like out the box, and, sure. you know, and, and competitive anti competitive practices and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, in terms of the, the the Bill Gates positioning, as far as I was aware, I only ever really thought of him nowadays as working on his philanthropic stuff. So sure. uh, the fact he's not really part of the board, I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have to the actual running of the company. He's interesting because he's, I think, you know, with the with the rise of Apple and, and Steve Jobs, you know, Steve Jobs was definitely seen as this sort of, you know, this not messiah, but like this person who left and came back and totally obviously tra- transformed sure. the fortunes of, of Apple. But, you know, Bill Gates made Microsoft from his similarly from his garage into something that into the, at the time probably the biggest company in the world now still now one of the biggest companies in the world and he is an incredibly intelligent person and he's he understands tech and him maybe stepping away from it he, again we don't know his day to day involvement in it sure. he's probably he's probably involved in the monthly board meetings and that's probably about it but he may well have some you know input on Microsoft and whether this is going to change. Mm. 
but you're right. He's got such a he's got such a big philanthropic uh, venture now that probably his time is better spent doing that stuff, especially in you know in times of need where we've got lots of people worried sure. about you know what, what they're going to be eating and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's it's a yeah it's it's a good thing that, that he's moving away. Anyway, thank you very much for running through those stories. Uh, you can find out more about those stories. I pulled them from BBC News Tech, but uh, yeah, keep an eye on the internet. Time to talk to Alex about the tech that he's using. What's in his bag in a regular section that I uh, that I do on the show? Tech that you can't live without. So Alex, just tell us what mobile phone are you using right now? Um, I always, to most of my friends who aren't tech journalists, surprise, I'm always rocking an iPhone and an Android device. Yeah. Um, I've been using an iPhone 10 pretty much since they came out. Yeah. Um, and that has been my iOS device of choice. Right now, my main device is a Pixel 4 XL. Okay. I can deal with the battery constraints that sure. people put on it. Sure. Um, but I have also just reviewed the Galaxy S20 Plus. Right. So I'm actually currently sporting three phones on the go. Right. The, the S20 Plus also has that 5. 5G, so mm-hmm. I'm using that to test 5G stuff. That's interesting. I was going to say that's the only. Correct me if I'm wrong here. That's the only one they've really sent out to reviewers, right? That's uh, we, end, or have you got the other ones? We we, we already reviewed the Ultra, right? That okay. went back, and then we have the 20 and the 20 Plus. Both of the reviews on Tech Advisor have right. just gone live on those. Check them out. Check them out. You, you like them? You, yeah, you I think know. they're great. Um, the, my main takeaway from my review uh, TLDR version, but still go read it, mm-hmm. um, is uh, because they are so close to the 20 and the 20 Plus in terms of spec. Yeah. Probably more so than previous Galaxy S generations. Sure. I would say f- you're you're not losing much by going for the smaller model, right? And I think the money for the money, I think the smaller model is the better the better bet, right? Right. right. I like the bigger screen. That's great sure. if you want to use it as your media device. It's HDR10. It's 120 Hz. It's mm. WQHD. It's it's feature packed sure. in that regard. But yeah, if you don't want to spend nine hundred ninety nine pounds on a phone, mm-hmm. then the standard S twenty won't really take much away and you still get a really solid flagship that'll last you a good two years is that stamp is that standard model 5g as well so in the uk it varies by country so Mm. in the us they're all 5g but the s20 only has sub 6 5g whilst the plus and the ultra have millimeter wave in the uk you can buy a 4g model of the s20 or a 5g model the s20 the s20 plus is only 5g and the Ultra is only 5G. I think I followed all that. that yeah. Quite a lot. That was yeah. well remembered. I try to keep it simple, that was, but yeah. That was good. That was yeah, good. in the UK, they can all be 5G, but the S20 base also has a 4G only, which is £100 less. Right, okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, you, I see you're rocking, you've got like a, an honour badge on your iPhone. <laughs> like, you're like yeah, I'm not or... brand loyal. I mean, partly, you know, you can see that through the OSs and the, and the harbour I'm using. But yeah, mm. I, uh, it's like a kind of like a pop socket. Yeah. Um, I got it free in like a, a no gift bag from an event or something, mm. stuck on the back of the phone. I use it all the time. It's super useful. People think it's it's hilarious, but uh, yeah, if you're using a phone one-handed on the train and someone knocks you, it's saved that expensive bet, phone a fair yeah, few times. That's so right. Got a little ridge so you can position it and watch videos on a table. What about the the sort of ge- general tech that you use? Is there anything that you know you've used recently or that you you carry around? Obviously, you go into a lot of events. What's the tech you can't live without? Um, right now, because. Because I, I'm I'm kind of invested in Stadia right now, mm. I actually take my Stadia controller in my bag with oh, me wow. around in case I'm ever in a place. Um, sure. I have tried it on 5G using a 5G hotspot by hotspotting off a phone with a 5G yeah, yeah. SIM. That did work. It wasn't okay. great, but it worked. Yeah. Um, so that was, was it, you could play games. Or yeah, I was playing crucially. Destiny 2 in a hotel in Manchester. Oh, wow. Using a 5G hotspot and playing Destiny 2, which is a pretty good looking game yeah, so yeah, yeah it was playable I wouldn't say it was the smoothest it's ever no, been but it sure. was uh, as the 5G infrastructure gets better that's going to be better for but sure yeah, that's I, interesting it's a yeah. good test for it yeah. yeah exactly in this early stage you know um, I don't know if you've tested any 5G but Croydon yeah. is actually I'm getting better 5G speeds in Croydon than I am near my office in central London that's so, interesting yeah. so Croydon yet again on the very cutting <laughs> edge of uh, yeah. as, as we discussed last last week yes I'm, I'm based in Croydon for the, for the glamour so it's uh, exactly interesting Thing. And okay. now it's also a tech hype as well. It is a tech hype, yeah. Um, right. Beyond, yeah, beyond uh, the phones and and the uh, the Stadia controller, yeah. My my mainstays in my backpack are usually this old but very reliable MacBook Air, yeah. um, and I also carry the biggest capacity uh, battery yeah. you're allowed to take on planes. So I think it's a hundred ah. watt hours. So it's twenty seven thousand milliamp hour battery. It's right. a huge thing. It weighs a ton. Is that is that because you're you live in fear of running out? I have massive battery anxiety yeah. despite rocking multiple phones. Yeah, I don't yeah. want any of them to run out. So That's yes, right. it's it's a curse because I barely use the thing, but it can charge my Nintendo Switch if I ever carry that with me as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. PD fast charging, so it's a pretty solid. 
battery yeah. pack. So yeah, that's it. And I also carried a little Joby tripod. If ever I want to shoot a phone on a tripod, I can sure. stick it in there. And uh, you know, as a journalist, you never know if you need to like just sure. suddenly live stream a sure. hot news story or something. That's so it. yeah. So so from a video from because you said you were involved in obviously lots of videos that you do that are yeah. out there. You tend to shoot on your phone, or do you have a dedicated? No, um, it's very depending on where I've worked. Um, but yeah, right now. Typically, when we're in the office, we mm. have a lovely studio that we shoot in with multiple camera setups, sure. and we, we we do all that kind of like um, with proper, fully dedicated cam- camera gear. Sure. Um, events, we usually take just a little high-res Sony compact camera yeah. around. It can shoot in 4K if we need to do some video yeah. stuff. Um, usually, throw it on a gimbal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've started using that. Say, I think one of those it might might be a slightly different model, but one of those Sony compact cameras mm. for doing my stuff. They're actually really good. They're not cheap, but they're really they're good. They're not cheap, but they are very good. Yeah, mm. I think for 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 the, for the size, you're getting a, a heck of a good camera. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're only getting better. And I think mm. Sony's kind of leading the way on those small video cameras. They are. Yeah, they the are. videographer camera. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, or the you might say. More like video blogging or yeah, like that absolutely, sort of blogging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The RX range, I think, is the one that everyone kind of goes to for yeah. that specific avenue of um, video work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you're so you're you're carrying stuff around. Like you say, it's interesting at the moment because the, there can be announcements that just happen out of the blue, like this thought, Apple announcement. Yeah, today. like the Apple announcement. So you need to just be able to cover it where you, wherever you are as and sure. when. And so, uh, I mean, is there anything? It's a weird time, I know, because there's not a lot of events happening at the moment. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there anything getting you excited, like in general, in the tech world? Are you, are you sort of you're a phones guy, so yeah. are the folding phones doing anything for you, or is there? Um, I, I've played with the Razer. Yeah. I've seen the the Galaxy Z Flip or mm-hmm. Z Flip, depending yeah. on where you're listening from. Yeah. Um, I think they have a place. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are going to be the main phone form factor they're not going to take over from right. the candy bar right. at least not right now um i think there's too many sacrifices that that the user has to make mm. you pay the premium there's water resistance and reliability issues um yeah there's a few things and also there's there's nothing really in the flagship space um in the foldable market that can compete on both price and performance sure. because you're paying that premium sure sure um but yeah i think foldables are great i'm glad that they're here and i think with such a boring phone market, generally speaking, like most of the flagship have the same spec list, more or less, with like a few camera tweaks here and there and a slightly different design or finish. Yeah. Uh, right now. So, yeah, I think by bringing in foldables, that's just breathing a little bit of new life. Yeah. Because uh, it has of, become a little bit staid, I yeah, guess. Or it's, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot more kind of granular improvements is what we're seeing. The, the main thing I, I want... Uh, to see a major improvement on it is battery tech. And we are, yeah. we're working on fast charging right now. That is getting better and better. Um, but just general longevity, like uh, I know Apple a few years back, they bought a company that was involved in hydrogen fuel cells. Uh-huh. And they have apparently somewhere in the lab, somewhere around hydrogen fuel cell powered like iPhone 6 or something. Right. And it lasts a week. Oh, wow. Which, um, that's crazy. That sounds incredible, yeah. right? If, if that ever took off in any way, shape or form, I would be totally on board with that mm. coming into the market. But yeah, who knows what kind of premium that would demand. Yeah, it's, it's that thing where when you're at home, it's no problem. You just put your phone down on a charger. It lasts the day. But it's when you're traveling and you've yeah. got a mess about charging your watch, your phone, all these different devices, Absolutely. that's when it becomes a problem. If you have something that lasts for a week, that's incredible. Yeah. So yes, there's there's a lot of innovation that needs to happen in that space, in the battery space. And um, yeah, I mean, so we've talked about your website, obviously you can go and check it out, but at the moment you would say your S20 review is the one to go and have a look at. That's the latest thing, yeah. Um, there'll be more from the announcements that are now all online only, like Nokia that we were talking about earlier, yeah. um, very soon if you keep an eye on the site. And uh, we are going to be carrying on with our our own weekly podcast and show um, which you can check out we're just going to be doing it in a slightly different manner from our respective houses sure so you're going to be live streaming from from different houses from across a google hangout basically yeah pretty much every thursday afternoon uk time good stuff and people can get in touch with you via twitter to to submit questions twitter alex walker todd uh instagram alex walker todd you can find me most places as alex walker todd Good stuff. Alex, Toddy, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being my guest this week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers. Uh, That's it for this episode. If you've been watching the live stream, thank you very much. If you're listening to the podcast, 
please uh, go on your favorite platform and leave me a review or rating. Uh, thanks again to Alex. You can follow him on Twitter and find him on YouTube. It's uh, Tech Advisor. Make sure you do have a Google some excellent video content on there. If you have any feedback or thoughts or questions or anything you want to air, please send it through to guy at guycocker.com. Again, you can find me on all the usual social platforms and follow me on twitter.com slash guycocker for more updates on upcoming episodes. Don't have a guest in for next week, so that'll be an exciting uh, scramble to try and find someone for next week. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you want to have the shows delivered to you, you can have them delivered on iTunes or actually it's Apple Podcasts really now, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual platforms. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to Toddy. Thank you very much again. And we'll see you next week.